What is going on, everybody? It's Anthony back in for another episode of Fuck Live with Joey and Felix. And today we have maybe the EA mistake of all EA mistakes. I'm not sure if we could say that because there's been so many. However, we will talk about EA leaking everyone's data that's ever signed up on their website. So that's fun. Um, we obviously have the first weekend league coming up, so we will talk about how what our teams look like and what kind of we're expecting from the weekend league. So yeah, with that, I think just the news today. It, it happened this morning uh, as recording the EA leaking information. Uh, everyone who went to sign up to, for the new basically season to be verified uh, when you signed up, the the information was already filled in, and it was another player basically. So you could literally see another player's name, email, age. And all that information. So I don't know if you guys had signed up. I know Joey. I think you might have avoided it because you didn't sign up last year. But yeah, I made the mistake thinking that you're automatically. I thought you just had to get 27 wins. I didn't know you had to sign up. So I remember last year when I hit 27, I was like, "Why didn't I get an email saying I got verified?" So I never actually signed up. Uh, I think I'm safe in terms of account info. I don't know. Is it actually just the people that uh, signed up? Because I've heard a lot. I don't of people, know. I'm not sure. Uh, talking about how they. They got hacked as well, like Nick Twenty Eight for example, and don't think he signed up last year. But maybe that's just coincidence. But I'm not sure if it's literally just if you've signed up before or not. Did he say he didn't sign up? Because I would expect him maybe have to maybe have signed up last year. I, I don't. I don't actually know if he did. Uh, I'm really not sure. I guess it could be everyone because the information is. The every time, so. Yeah, you need that information just to be um like a fifth player anyways like they have that information anyway so i guess it could have been anyone's information maybe didn't have to be signed up originally i thought it was just well originally the rumor was that it was just the person who signed up before you which would have been bad but not as bad but once it came out that it was just like random like if you as long as you signed up in the past year uh that was there that was pretty bad i know like i already saw like on twitter like an hour after it happened people getting the here's your verification code for login because people were trying to get to their accounts yeah they, they got the phone message no, yeah. nobody tried to hack into my account, thankfully. Um, I've got two-step verification as well, um, mm. where you get the code sent to whatever you like, you know, your email, a secondary email, uh, a phone number or something. Um, but I still changed my origin ID, my email, my passwords, literally everything I could, I changed, just to be safe. Um, mm. And I'm, you had been hacked in the past I would, too, I, recently, yeah. right? Excuse me? You had, you had been hacked not last year, but the year before, right? 17 for 17 yeah, yeah. 17 it was yeah i remember that so. I, I would recommend everyone to uh do the same you know just change your id change your email address your password security questions whatever you can change do it just to be on the safe side you know because you don't want to get hacked I yeah, remember when, I, I've heard when I got hacked someone someone literally hacked my account discarded all my untradeable players for some reason because sick bastard i assume sold my coins i got banned for coin selling <laughs> they literally full-on banned my account for a month. It took them a month to see, you know what, someone logged in from another country and unbanned my account. The amount of times I had to ring them up and text them and all sorts, one entire month until the unban, and then it took two more weeks until I got my coins to, so I could buy my team again. It's disgraceful. Yeah, I, you know I was just going to bring that up too. I was going to be like, man, I've heard nightmares of how long it takes if, if something like that happens, so... Mm-hmm. I got my account back in 16 pretty fast. So I said they happened to me at the end of FIFA. I got my account back, but they literally just never gave me my back or anything like that. So I I stopped playing. But it was it was also super late. It was like April or May, um, uh, FIFA 16. So I really didn't care that much. I just ended up like just playing again and doing like a road to glory sort of thing. But yeah, so I, I would I would agree with Felix. I haven't switched my information, but again, I'm not even using my account this year. So there's that, which probably not safe anyways. But yeah. I, I haven't switched my information. But I do suggest switching your information because all it does is take a few seconds to get in and 
EA are particularly not good at reimbursing your account if it does get hacked. So I, I, I take the few minutes, write down the new password if, it, if you are changing it and just and move on, I guess. But yeah, that happened today. So we'll see what that goes with because that is a data breach. And I mean, I think that could potentially, I mean, you see the news of it happening with other companies. I, I don't see why it's EA it like won't get, break out to the news. So I, I could see that going further with that. So we'll, see, we'll kind of see how that story continues and see if anything happens with it in terms of pro players losing accounts or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so we do have weekly coming up tonight slash tomorrow, I guess, depending where you live. Uh, I, right. It starts overnight. Um, now t- basically tonight. So are we got, are we excited for weekly? I don't know. I, I guess this is more of a general gameplay question if we're actually excited for weekly this weekend, but I don't know what you guys are thinking well, going into it. I'm kind of excited, but also kind of nervous because I, you just don't know what it's going to be like in terms of server performance. If it's anything like rivals is going to be living hell. If it's more like draft, it could be great. But uh, I don't know, we'll see, you know. It's always always tough. The first week in league, you don't know where you're standing, really. You don't know how you're going to do. It's always a, a bit of a punt in the dark, I, I suppose. But yeah, I, that, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to take a different approach this year just because I know my team is not up to par to... I think once you get to like the gold, probably two-ish range, you're going to start playing better teams. And my advice to anyone who out there who doesn't have like a God squad or anything like that is don't be too hard on yourself if you don't end up getting what you feel like you deserve. So I'm going into the weekend league and probably I'll be happy with even stopping at like gold three. Uh, like I said, my team's not great. I think in total, it's about 400,000 coins. Um, I've been doing a lot of trading. I actually have roughly 2 million left, believe it or not, but I'm being stingy. I don't know why I'm being stingy. So I've been doing a, a crap ton of trading all week. I've been making about a hundred thousand coins a day, roughly. Um, so I don't know. I, I should probably, I should probably end up improving my team, but yeah, I, I'm not expecting to do anything better than like a gold three to gold one. I've got most of my coins in my team actually. And I also hate trading. It's, it's more of a means to an end. Um, at the moment, I'm very happy with my team, but you know, I, I, it just bores me, man. I don't, I can't be asked sitting here bidding, sniping, and all that stuff. It's just not my kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's same with me for trading. Obviously, I don't like bidding and players overnight investments or like. I basically, if it's flipping, I'm not interested. So like, I'll, I'll invest some players. I'll buy some players if it's like a few days out and stuff like that. I don't mind tying up coins because obviously, like, I, I don't care about my team as much. Uh, we have, I have a solid team. Basically, Joey and I have the same team going into the weekend league, so that'd be fun. Um, so I, like I said, I'll, I'll tie up my coins with investments, but yeah, I'm not going to be sitting there flipping. So I know my my team's never really going to be insane. And also, unlike you guys, I'm not pushing for elite in top 100 ever. So I would just be trying to get to the gold one. I guess maybe, I, maybe if I actually get better at the game and play every weekend, I would like to get to elite. But uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be comfortable with my gold two, gold one era, and just and get those rewards and see how my team goes this year. But I'm excited. I, mean, I don't know where. I don't, know why. I don't even know where to really improve on my. Because I okay, so Lewandowski's pretty much the highest rated uh, striker in the Bundesliga. I got Royce, uh, Nabry's there. So who do you? I don't really know who I would really improve with coins I do have. Um, I pretty much have our teams. It's right, exactly. A new got, team with better right. players. Somewhere. Yeah, so we would have to. I would have to completely retool the whole team and just buy everybody, um, buy new players for every position. So. I mean, obviously, I can go and buy out like Mbappe. That would set me back 800k and build around him, or Neymar and build around him. I'm not really sure 
Um, Messi, again, I've really liked in draft, but I've heard bad things about him in rivals, so I haven't mm-hmm. tried him out. Uh, so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to continue trading, try to build up a little bit more, and then next weekend league, most likely come in it with a new team um, that's a little bit more kind of on par with what's out there at that time. So we'll see what happens with that. Well, I mean, I wouldn't judge my opinion on Messi based on what he's like in Rivals because I, I don't know how much Rivals you've played, but it is hideous. It is so. Have you tried uh, Messi? Oh, my God. I've I've only had him in draft, but he's been fantastic in draft. Oh no, yeah, no, in draft. I'm saying in Rivals, you haven't tried. No, him no, no, I've, I've not got him in on my team. Yeah. But I, yeah, I wouldn't uh, judge my opinion on any player based on rivals because rivals just literally makes you hate your life and everything about this game because of how slow and delayed and just garbage gameplay is in rivals, man. Draft, I know, we, for me. I've played a lot of draft. I've really enjoyed it. But rivals, I, I can take two games of rivals in one sitting and then I just need a massive break because it just kills me inside, man. It's awful. Have you found an effective way to beat so here's my problem in rivals and I'm, I'm in the same situation as you in draft i'm doing great my my win loss ratio is almost the same as yours you've played a little bit more the draft than me in rivals again i'm I'm that two to one ratio kind of again same as yours so there's a huge difference with how i perform in draft and how i perform in, in rivals and i'm only in division three right now so i haven't really pushed through as much as you have but my main issue that i've been having is people either using four two three one or four one two one two dropping everyone back so low depth and then they're going back to the old way of just controlling their center defensive mid whoever it might be they're just moving around cutting off passing lanes and i'll try to pass around and and try to break down their defense but the second i get that split like free second to be able to shoot with one of my strikers they either take too long to shoot or they scuff the shot it's just really really weird so i'm wondering if you found right that's what we said last time so that's my struggle right now, and I've tried so many different formations. I've tried 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1, 4-4-2. I can't seem to break it down unless I sit there and pass around for the whole half until finally I get a chance. Have you been able to break it down and find an effective way to beat dropback? Um, not really something that works all the time. It is more so just being super, super patient. What I found helped me in Rivals to um, have more success is literally just play like a scumbag. And I don't mean join the park the bus uh, kind of thing that's going on. That's everyone uh, that everyone's playing right now. I just keep the ball. If someone doesn't want to press and attack me, I will just pass around the midfield and frustrate them to death. That's what I do. And at some point, they just get, usually they just get so annoyed, they push up, you know, go either higher pressure tactic or just drag out their players and uh, then I just try and play through the gaps. But I've I've ended games on like 70% possession because I just can't be asked going out all guns blazing, trying to attack 11 men in the box and then getting counted on I just, because it frustrates me so much. I'd rather sit here and be bored by just passing it through the midfield and losing to that nonsense. So that's what I've been doing and it's actually worked quite well. I've played a couple of games, I've, I've won most of them. Like one nil, two nil. It's pretty dead. It's pretty boring, but it works in the end of the day. So uh, yeah, it is tough though. There is not one uh, thing that really works for me because one thing I could technically see working is if you go down the sweat goal route, try and break them down with width and cut inside and look for the cutback. 
But, I mean, I think we've been through how bad the attack and AI is and how bad the sweat passes are in the last episode. So that... Yeah, really I was going to see... I was going to ask you if you found, like, a formation that's been effective against it. Because I've been doing what you said. I've been going gun blades and trying to score, and I get countered on. Yeah, and even yeah, if I concede one... Yeah, even if I concede one, I'm at a disadvantage at that point. Like, I'm it's screwed. It's so hard because if you concede first, it's all gone tits up, essentially. Yep. Because then you have to chase the game. Then you have to do something. As long as it's nil-nil, you've got the game in your hands, man. You can do whatever you want to do. So I just go... I play 4-2-3-1. It's probably my favorite formation again um, this year. It, it just suits my play style the best. I can keep the ball very well. It's... it's a really, really nicely balanced formation. Um, I'm I like two strikers in this game, but I'm willing to sacrifice the the two strikers for a bit of width and a cam. Um, four one two one two narrow really hasn't been working for me either because I just can't spread the play and it's really hard to press someone when they've got a wide formation. So I've abandoned that one pretty quickly. I've tried three at the back and it wasn't working because I get, got exposed for not having fullbacks. So uh, yeah, I've I've gone back to four two three one, and I'm having all right success with it. I'm not at the highest skill rating you've ever seen. I'm at like seventeen sixty or something, I think. Mm. Um, That's I'd division like to two, right? That. Obviously, yeah, that is a division two. Yeah, um, it's nowhere near where I want to be, but it's early doors in the game, so we'll see. About well, yeah, that. you but also yeah, in, went back to drafts, right? Because you can, you're like man, rivals. Is I'm just... not playing a lot of rivals. That's true. Yeah. yeah I've, I've played a total of like 50, maybe 60 Rivals games, which sounds yeah, no. more than, than I actually think it is. If you compare it to other people, I've, I was watching F2 Techs um, Dude, did the, he the say- other day. He had 70K, <laughs> yeah. 70,000 Rivals points. Like, I don't know how he does it. If I play that amount... It probably I'm makes everyone rage fucking, quit. I'm going to need a straight jacket and fucking medical attention if I do that. Jesus. Say <laughs> But yeah, in terms of breaking down park the bus, I'm I'm not actively trying to to expose it and you know attack attack attack. I'm just trying trying a bit more of a sneaky approach by just playing boring until they get frustrated and drag their defenders out. Essentially, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, because I think Rob, you're, you've kind of struggled with the same thing as I have, pretty much. Yeah, I, I think something you mentioned, Felix, that you didn't find four and two and two effective for you. Either. I think I think just this year in general passing i, I kind of want to talk about passing a little bit later but um it's just general kind of what i shared in the discord chat with you guys uh, if you guys saw that but uh four four one two and two is kind of gone this year with that passing unless you're like i mean if you're an incredible passer the ball still i guess you could get away with it but to me it doesn't help really break down defenses i've been using the four triple two it's it's okay uh i do like it in terms of keeping possession and having a p- couple players forward but i i feel like four and two and two would be good if sweat goals like as we talked about were, were, were available because the runs your cams make or the your cams can overlap your strikers and the over the strikers would be sitting there for the sweat or vice versa if your striker goes out wide your can kind of overlaps comes in that way so i think that could have been good for breaking down um the drop back but again you can't really sweat in that sense so I am thinking about the four two three one trying it out. I didn't like it last year because I mean I did like it. I just didn't want to play it really because I played it in uh, seventeen, uh, eighteen, whatever year we're on, <laughs> uh, two years ago. So I played it a lot then. So I switched. Um, but I think that'd be good. And I've heard the four one two and two is good. So I think it's really just about that width. I mean, it seems to be the case is everyone started off with like these narrow formations, and we've, we're kind of moving out wide already um, just because when the they stack the box so you have to at least if you're out wide they'll pull a player out they're not going to sit there and let you just hold the ball out wide so 
I know Alexander <laughs> plays four one two one two with his fullbacks on balance and overlap, mm-hmm. and uh, he's undefeated so far, like in both modes, rivals oh, really? and draft. I knew yeah, he was undefeated yeah, in draft, game. but um, granted, I mean, like uh, again, for other people who watch Twitch, you see got all these guys doing really well. You got to keep an account. These guys are playing with with really really good squads, so don't be too down on yourself if if you find yourself struggling you know most of these pros have icon slash hullet slash viera all those guys so you know it's it's a lot easier for them to do that foot was the loneliest team uh well he's not with foot was anymore he's with the roma now yeah his team was on twitter jesus christ dude like yeah dude they're they're pros of crazy teams what but even for a pro, that is insane. I've seen other pros. Um, I'm talking to Tuds a lot, who is a newly signed player for an organization called Serious About FIFA. Um, he did well last year as well. And so he didn't sign the contract for, for, for Team Forehead. Well, not officially. I'm still counting him as a as an unofficial member. To be fair, but uh, we'll see about that one. Maybe in the future, you know. Uh, but yeah, I've been talking to him a lot, and um, he's got 88 Vieira in his team, and I. I don't think he's got any other icons. I'm I'm not sure at this point. But he, yeah, his team is pretty good as well. He's he spent more FIFA points than me. Most of him most of them he got um through top 100 rewards last year where he uh, gave them away to streamers, you know, and got paid for that. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just I, I I know I know obviously the good team's going to I refuse to accept the idea that our Joey like our teams are too bad to break down basically this drop back no 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 no. that's not what i'm saying no no I'm no saying. i know it's not but i just i don't I, I, and it but it honestly is probably kind of true though like it is a little bit true uh we're gonna struggle just based on our teams but i just i don't want i i feel like there'd be no point like no hope in playing the game if you needed the best team to to break down yes, this drop yes. back. Like, you know what i mean so like yeah. regardless if it's true or not i'm just gonna choose not to believe it because i if i did believe it then i would just not play honestly like I, i'd rather just not play than have to have the best team to compete um, but uh, I don't know. There, there has to be something improved. Uh, I think it does come down to passing in the final third, and we talked. Yes, about the something game. happens. It's passing in the final third mixed with the attacking. Yeah, yeah, I assume it's. I think it's all connected in a way. Like it's not ne- necessarily passing's bad, as it is attacking AI's bad, and they're not in positions to actually make a pass. So, so it looks like passing's bad. But I, I, I think they just need to make attacking AI just a little bit better. I think the attacking AI is actually the key. Right because I, I like the way passing is with in terms of you can't do one-touch passes, 180, no-look, you know? Yes, That's yes, actually, I love that. And I love the passing stat mattering. Like, the better yeah. passes actually can do, like, those crazy passes better. You can still do first-time passes if you're facing the correct way that works. But it, it has been nerfed a little bit, but that really doesn't help breaking down park the bus stat. Um, I like the way it is. It just exposes more problems with the drop-back tactic. Um, uh, th- there is a couple of ways I think how you how you could fix this. The attack and AI surely has to be improved in my opinion because he's mm-hmm. he's driving me nuts, man. The amount of times I rage about the attack and AI on stream, literally every game, they just wind me up. Yeah, so I, I think work needs to be done there. And the other thing is maybe either get rid of drop back as a defensive approach, even though it is a thing in real life. It just like this is a video game game, man. It's supposed to be fun. Uh, or we, we could uh, increase the default depth. So one depth isn't as deep as it is now and you just push mm-hmm. everything up the pitch a little bit, you know? Maybe that would work as well. 
yeah, again, no, the problem is as well, when, when you narrow down the width, you've essentially got 11 defenders in the box. You can't even take long shots because everything is going to get blocked just because that's just how it works. Even though it's the AI, they're not going to magically evade the pass that, or, or shot. They're, they're not going to try and dodge the ball. They just stand there and you shoot at them, they block it. That's how it works, unfortunately. And it's very frustrating, man. You can't cross either because heading's not a viable option, which I'm happy with. I don't want yeah, heading yeah, like to be good, well. but you can't. It's not a second option to have once the the middle of the box is all clogged. Mm-hmm. So you know, like I said, I've been trying different formations. Four three three doesn't seem to be work working as well as last year because again, the AI just doesn't move, uh, and I find myself that people are able to press me a lot easier because I don't have a passing option as I would with with different formations. So. I'm still playing playing around to see what's gonna what's gonna be effective. But yeah, same. I, like I said, I've I've gone narrow. I've gone wide. I've four two. I'm gonna try the four two three one. I think some at some point tonight. Uh, see how I like that. And I still think around. though that the the dribbling on Beto was still better. I still feel dribbling is still off for me, even after the patch, which supposedly improved dribbling. I don't really notice a difference. I don't know if you guys have. Yeah, the, the difference, if it's there, is very uh, minuscule, I think. But generally, if you've got the good dribblers, it's actually okay. You just need good gameplay, which is not the case in Rivals. I think that's what it is. That's what it is. It's because the past few days, I've been playing only Rivals because I needed my only qualification points. And I'm judging the dribbling best off of rivals and not draft. Because on draft, you're able to to turn and, and do what you gotta do. But rivals, I'll I'll point my stick in one direction and it won't the player won't move. He's still facing yeah, the other one. That's what that's the problem I'm having. We had the same problem last year though as well, didn't it? Yes. When the gameplay was shocking. That was my biggest problem in, in bad gameplay last year. I just couldn't turn and dribble. That was a huge part of my game. When the gameplay was clean, I was sending people for like kebab with a left stick dribbling it was brilliant <laughs> T- turn them twist them it was great but it's pretty much the same this year when the gameplay is clean i can do that i can left stick dribble i would still like it to be a little bit better but it's, it's actually all right i think you just need the good gameplay and that is rarely the case especially in rivals you get that in draft but in in rivals good luck to you man it's tough and I think it's even heightened this year because of the tackling system and how it's supposed to be better in terms of yeah, better yeah. So I think it's just that's height. That's why it feels maybe, like you said, it should be improved maybe a little bit. I think it's because compared to last year, the tackling system's better. So now you get the delay and they're already coming in to make a tackle. And by the time you can even react to their tackle, and well, I guess you react, but by the time the game reacts to you reacting to the tackle, they've already gotten it. So it's, it has made it a lot tougher there. It's good that you mentioned tackling though, because uh, that is something I've noticed as well. And I don't know if you- are experiencing the same thing when you're controlling a player with the ball and you're trying to do even in nice gameplay when the defender is close by it kind of negates your input it delays everything like the, if you've got van dyke getting close to you you're trying to dribble away from him when he's getting close it feels like your player is kind of shitting himself and doesn't know what to do he, he doesn't release the ball quick enough mm-hmm. your input like your skill moves don't happen your left stick dribbling doesn't happen all of a sudden he doesn't pass quick enough and he just gets tackled Whereas when no defender is nearby, the delay is gone when the gameplay is out, uh, all right outside of that. So that is a problem I've been having, that um, pressure in this game is very frustrating because it kind of makes your inputs invalid sometimes. Or just, you know, your player feels worse, if that makes sense. So that's no, frustrating yeah, a little bit. I- I see that as well. So I've been trying to practice like the, the left, the LB dribbling crab walk sort of thing. And like you feel like with a good dribbler, so I have, I added right 
team. Him dribbling with that, he's so fast. But like you said, as soon as the defender gets there, he takes heavy touches. He he moves. He's sl- he slows down a ton. And I'm just, I don't I haven't I don't have his composure in front of me. I guess I could look it up. But because I, I, I my first thought is like, oh, at least maybe composure matters now. So if a defender gets close to you, like composure's gonna be better. But a, the being the best dribbler on my team by far, and Royce, the, the just dribbling when he goes when a defender gets close is so much worse. But I don't know. Uh, it, it, it does feel worse. I don't know if that was part of their ability to make manual because obviously they want to push towards manual defending and they figured well if we can if, if you're going to manually defend and go at someone maybe we make them dri- dribbling worse and that's where that came from but it feels like you said sluggish it makes it almost feel like delay it so like even if you're in a clean rivals game which I, doesn't happen all the time but it, it, when the defender gets close to you it, it begins feeling like a delayed rivals game because your input seems to not do as much yes it's, it's a tough one and that really doesn't help as well with the, trying to break down the, the deep defenses because you can't you can't dribble defenders because as soon as you're close to them it just you know it, it all goes to shits essentially mm-hmm. and there's like six of them in the box if if they're well i guess yeah, yeah six if they're it on drop because like, you get to two cdms here and your four defenders in there it's just and all they take is one cdm all, to run at you yeah it all comes together at the end of the day it kind of works together in making drop back really op um so i i hope we see something that helps us there as a user base to make drop back uh, less prominent. It's going to be an interesting one how EA approach it though, because I I don't know how I'd try to fix it. Honestly, there's a couple of things you could change, but it is really a tough one. And uh, yeah, I I just hope the well I don't know why I'm even hoping. I know what this community is like. Everyone's going to do it because people would genuinely sell their siblings for a win. So. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, you're going to see a lot of it in Weekend League for sure. Yeah, I think oh, our next oh. podcast after Weekend League will probably end up uh, saying the same stuff because we're going to go through all of that this weekend, guaranteed. It's going to be a mental health therapy. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm, I, I'm I'm literally this year. Last year, I was I was like Felix, pretty much. I, I, I had, you know, had a lot of FIFA points. I played draft, got a good team, and I was – all in from the beginning like i tried to push for elite right away but this year i'm not gonna do that again i'm just gonna just live with the results um and just hey if people play like that they play like that and i lose so be it you know that's that's how it's gonna go until they find the patch for it so i think that's that's the approach i'm taking i think rob you're kind of the more more casual approach as well yeah, it's a lot more, I, so a lot the goal more for seen. me is 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 weekly is it's just gonna be a consistent base of players and packs and rewards. I'm getting yeah. I'm not, so I'm not really pushing. Like I've never really, I've since it's been in the game, I've never really compared. But com, compare what was I even trying to say? I've never cared about the competitive aspect of it. I've just done it because it's I like I enjoy the game. Like I enjoy playing FIFA. I, I wouldn't play it if I didn't. So right, it's it's the ability to get the most games and and, and even to that like it's not. When I say competitive, I'm not trying to get to like your elites and your top 100s. There is still a competitive aspect to just beating beating people. It's the where it's game based. Yeah, on you, that's aspect. the way you play. You play to so, win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So every game you're going, in, you're not going in like ah, if I lose, okay. Like you go in to win every game. So it is it. it that's kind of what I'm going in. I'm going in. If I have time, I'll play all the games. If I don't, I don't. And I, I it really doesn't matter as long as I can try to get that continued qualification. That's really it. I'm pushing for so. But it is it, 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 and it's more fun. It's supposed to be dedicated servers, whatever that means to them. Uh, so it's, it's <laughs> I don't think it be means better. much. <laughs> so, like the idea when it started was that it was this cleaner gameplay and it was more fun. It, yes, it was more stressful and people were. But isn't rivals like said, selling their kids? Yeah, now it is. But I'm saying like going back to like when it started. 
Oh, but okay. It's, it, it was supposed to be like enjoyable, competitive gameplay with good connection, but it's kind of coming to like what Felix said: you sell your kid to win. So you're playing the the just the tryhard, sweatiest uh, gameplay and with drop back, and then it's also the servers have gone awful. So it really isn't improved there. So I don't know. I'm I'm still excited for it because it is the first one. It's it's something to do with that. Like for all the reasons, it's I like it. I'm still excited for that, but there is a lot of reasons to not like it right now. I yeah. just hate. I I just hate when you know. I don't mind competitive, sweaty games. I actually quite enjoy them. I just hate when you can't play to your ability because of servers or something. And I also hate when one thing is crazy overpowered and there is no valid counter to it. That is that is the biggest problem with this game right now. It's just an imbalance between drop back and every attacking mechanic there is. Last year you parked the bus was mad OP as well, but I mean. I see. Them. Yeah, but you had broken oh, mechanics to beat them, it. You, you could use cheese to beat it, which is yeah. bad as well. But right. it was it was a counter, so there was a bit of a balance. You you could try and counter it out. It, it was bad overall. It was really bad. The game was in a terrible state. But you know, you, you had tools to to break it down essentially if you really wanted to. And this year, so far, we just don't have that. I hope there's not going to be any broken mechanics this year. For what it's worth. Uh, I enjoy this playing football. Same. It's just a problem, just a problem that part of class is mad OP. Yeah. So we need Jukes, to, we need Jukes said, uh, Hectic Jukes, the pro player for Chicago Fire, said the exact same thing you did. He just said, there's not enough tools for attack at the moment for you to be able to break it down since they nerfed skill move chaining, obviously, um, which yeah, they needed because exactly. I understand. Yeah, so he, he pretty much nailed He's like, there's just not enough tools for you to be able to break people down in the attack other than... Uh, maybe a skill move here and there, but it's just too easy to defend right now simply by jockeying <laughs> because jockeying so good, which is understandable. It's, yeah, it's, it's just a world of problems with the defense, man. I like the manual defending. It just becomes a problem when you just sit back and, and wait. Because I, I hate that the game rewards you for playing a negative game style, man. I'd rather have the game reward you for trying to attack. Uh, it's not the case at the moment. One thing I, I'd... Uh, thought of as well and i've seen on twitter is if you see teams play park the bus in real life though right but in fifa it just takes barely any stamina as well whereas if you play that in real life you know how draining it is and i think uh park the bus maybe should drain about as much stamina as constant pressure does you know so late game you have more chances of, of breaking it down or or just less likely to get counted on or something so you get, you well, get I think that's where, well. yeah, I think late game people will just have a harder time to counter you, which is good. But I don't think you'll you'll have a problem breaking it down because they don't really have to move much. They're still sitting all in the middle anyway, you know? Yeah, that's, that's also true. So like the stamina won't do much other than it'll nerf them being able to counter you, which is still a good yeah, nerf. That would that would already be all right, though. I, th I think that yeah. would, it would not be enough to, to make it not a valid tactic, but... Well, one thing I thought as well, but just because of how much it annoyed me, was uh, per in-game minute you play Park the Bus, it's going to cost you 1k coins or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that is never going to happen, but I just hate it so much that I actually love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get weird ideas when you're really, you're really bothered by something. That's a good way to lose all your coins. That'd be, <laughs> imagine that. You know, it's like, oh, I went... I went like 23 and 7, but I also went down 30,000 coins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, 
it's just it, it, the only reason it bugs me is because how is it fun for the person that's doing it? Like, even if they're winning at like a 50 50, like if they're winning f- f- like half the games they play, like I, I don't see how I could have fun winning half the games I play while playing the most boring play style, which is why in the past, like I said uh, earlier, like that's why I was a 4 1 2 and 2 quick pass spammers because to me, like even though I, I, I was that was me winning half my games, like I said, I was gold two or whatever. So I guess right around right around half. Uh, I, I it was at least fun to play. Like so, if I was losing, at least it was, the gameplay was fun. I, I I couldn't imagine like going like twenty or whatever, fifteen and fifteen, playing drop back the entire time. I'd be mentally gone. Like how am I <laughs> defending? Is is for for that long at a time? Is I don't know how you. Like, I want the ball. Like I want to be able to attack and try to score. I don't know how they like just defending the whole time. It's just weird. But yeah, I'm, I'm the same man. Teach their own, you know. I just hate that is that is imbalanced. It's way too effective. But yeah. yeah, I guess that's the issue. And I think I think what you said. I think a lot of attacking guys because, like you said, like if you go out wide, you can work those sweat opportunities pretty easy. Even still against like the drop back, like you're still working chances. It's just that they happen to all get blocked last second. But if the attacking eye was better and could run into the channel, because there is like, so even if you have six people in the box, there's still open channels. I mean, you see it IRL. I mean, there's a reason Man City can still score against when, when they play against like Watford who's sitting back and playing drop back IRL. There's ways to, the there's ways for drop back to be less effective. So, but you need good attacking players to run into the channels that are open and be where the pass is going to be before the defender gets there. And the way the attacking eye works right now, it's just not, it does not. Well, happen. you can't they just so- sit there. A big thing is with FIFA, and I really wish they somehow implemented this to translate. So you can't make those really, really distinct, like thread the needle essentially passes. You know what I mean? You can never put a ball in between a defender or in between two defenders, even though there's enough space, they'll always get intercepted. You get what I mean? Like in, in real football, you're able to break someone down if they even leave a small gap if someone makes the run in and doesn't get covered so it doesn't get tracked. But in FIFA, as long as you keep your defenders in front, they'll always intercept that little pass that you you find a striker making a run or whoever make a run. Do you guys know what I'm saying? Which part? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I know, I know the difference. I think that, like you said, like that, that can possibly go back to passing as well. Where it's just, I mean, I guess it's good passing of player. Good passing players can still do it, but it's it's hard to hit the smaller holes that get hit. IR, yeah, like, you can't IRL. hit the yeah. exactly the small holes on FIFA. They don't exist. You can't hit them. That's why you see more of the down the line through ball to one of the wingers or uh, a through ball to one of the strikers against a slower center back or what have you. So I don't know. In any case, uh, I guess we'll see after after this weekend league what what people are going to say as feedback and what they're going to change and all that good stuff. So we'll see how it I'm, goes. I'm glad you mentioned Manchester City there, by the way, because that is a perfect example of how to break down Park the Bus. If you're watching the Champions League game against Zagreb uh, this week, it was nil-nil until the 66th minute or something, and then City made it 1-0. And that goal was a perfect example of how you could break it down. Now, I'm, I've got the clip open on my um, screen right now. I can't show it on screen because banning and stuff, you know. Not a fan of that. But what you had in this situation is literally five defenders at the height of the penalty spot, four attackers with them. Then you've got four midfielders in front of it, basically on the edge of the box. Man City have got the ball on the edge of the box and the left winger is making a run from the very sideline. He's darting inside, sprinting towards the side of the box, into the box. 
They make that through pass between the defence and the midfield. It's beautiful. And the, the winger gets the ball and passes it across the box towards the edge of the six-yard line, first touch, and Sterling is there to tap it home. That was a beautiful example of how you break down park to pass. You just need a bit more free-flowing movement because the, the winger that made the run in the end, he came from the inside, ran round the outside and got back inside again. It is such a great goal to show how it can be done. And it is tough in real life as well. It, it's just it just goes to show that you need the correct movement. We don't have that in FIFA. Yeah, because it's not just one player making the correct movement. It's multiple. It's multiple correct movements that led up to the play. Yeah, yeah. So that's. I think that's what you, yeah, that's what you're saying. It's hard. That's why it's hard to do in real life. It's not just relying on one player making that perfect run. Whoever assisted Sterling wasn't. They weren't the only reason that play worked. But uh, and I think that's where you lose at FIFA. Yes, if you stand still, your players will move around. But 99 percent of the time. Your your strikers or your like your striker and your camera to be sitting still right on the penalty spot, and you hopefully can get one player to make a run and eventually pass it to them. But it's it, there's no like attacking AI working off of each other. I feel like they're all working on their own thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it is a hard fix, obviously, because it's like you said when when you start making it because it's attacking AI, you have to obviously have them all work together and that's very hard to uh what's it called very hard to uh, kind of set in in code and all that stuff but <clears throat> yeah i mean that's why i've, I've kind of like taken a break from just playing rivals in general um i haven't been doing too bad so i've been trading so if, if anyone wants to know how i've been doing flips um which is a really really good way to make a lot of coins i don't know if you guys want to talk about trading real quick for for the people who, who yeah, want to do can. some trading we can um so what I've been finding really, really effective is trading with low-rated meta golds. So people like Militao, uh, people like Indogbele, like all those, all those eighty to eighty-three rated golds that people are paying twenty thousand plus coins for. So what's happening is they're getting packed so often that people are undercutting by thousands of coins at a time. So well, an example of of two players I really used quite a bit this week was Militao and Depay. Militao, a lot of people were listing at like 16,000, 17,000, 18,000 coins. But if you look at his price throughout the day, uh, usually early, early morning UK time, his price skies up a little bit to like 24,000, 25,000. So what I was doing is nighttime UK, so around 9 p.m. UK time, I was just sniping on the market and I was sniping them for 17, 18,000. And by the time the morning came around, I was just listing them and they were able to flip for about four or 5,000 coins profit each. So I would do that 20 to 30 times. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, man, you had to snipe 30, 30 times. How long did it take you? And to be honest with you, it doesn't take that long because the amount of people that end up putting the card up for cheaper is way more than you would think. Like way, way more than you think. I don't know if it's because get packed so often, but people go to Footbin and they think that just because it says 25,000 that you're not going to be able to snipe cards for six, 7,000 cheaper. Trust me, people are putting up cards for that much cheaper. And now is the perfect time to do it. Cause I feel like more people open packs at this time of the year. Um, and of course during rewards, it's a good time. And, and during promotions, it's a good time, all that stuff. So for anyone listening, if you guys are struggling to make coins and, and you don't want to do investing, flipping is really, really effective. And you can only, have to spend about 30 minutes to an hour a day to make 50k to 100k a day so if it's to me it's been the best method yet i'm I'm so happy that i've that i've put the time to trade this year mm. and investing yeah. in, oh sorry 
Do you actually make 50 to 100k in like an mm -hmm. hour or something? Yeah, I make I'm about. Should do that as well. Then fuck that. I hate yeah, trading. I... That's worth it. Well, you're not making the fifty to hundred k in an hour. You're buying the players. Yeah, yeah. An I hour, mean, and then you're selling yes. the next day for the. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes, yes. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's fair, fair enough. Still, it's, it's, it's an hour worth of sniping, though. Yes, it's an hour worth of sniping, and it uh, it's it's been crazy. I I found it hard to believe at first because I was like, man, I keep sniping these, but so many people list them so cheap that it was so easy to snipe over and over again. Like, this is ridiculous. So I've just been doing that for the whole week. I made about 800 or so thousand coins um, this week alone. So that's what's really kind of put me in a better position for next week. Once I'm able to do this for a few more days, I'll be able to buy a really good team. I think. Mm -hmm. and, and the difference between that is it's, it's very safe investment. Yeah. If you're, if you're sniping, you're getting them for cheaper even at the time. So even yes. if they don't go up, they're not really going to go down that much either. Um, so you can always, the thing is that investing is usually less time efficient, like, or is more time efficient in terms of you're not sitting there sniping. If you're investing, you're just going to buy players at their current price and you, cause you just know they're going to go up, but it's a lot riskier of an option. So I think those are just to give the other side of it. It's uh, a lot easier to invest or I guess a lot less time consuming to invest in players. Yeah. Yeah. If you know, later, but yeah, if you're, if you're keeping up to date with the market and, and you know, like a team of the week is coming and you want to take the risk. I mean, Agia, for example, he was sure that Bernardo was – well, not only him. I mean, every trading community well, he, was yeah, like – Yeah, should have been. Yeah. This was an EA. He should, exactly. So Bernardo was supposed to be in the team of the week. So a lot of people were saying, hey, buy Bernardo. He's going to be in the team of the week. He's going to go up in price. And then guess what? So many people bought like 10, 15 Bernardo Silvas, and he didn't get team of the week, and they ended up losing like 10K per Bernardo Silva. So – that's the only thing with with investing is you got to be really, really paying attention to what's going on with the market. Uh, you know what's going on in real life games as well. Real life hype. You know, Gnabry when he scored, how, how many did he score? Did he have a hat? hat he had scored yeah, four. 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 Yeah, he scored four. His price went up about fifteen k, I believe. So even things like that, little things. If you see someone performing well. Uh, during a game, you can go ahead and invest in them. And, and Footbin has a really, really good feature where they have what their next game is going to be. So if you see in, if you see it like Man City, for example, playing against a weaker team, you know, you can most likely think, okay, maybe Aguero is going to yeah, score a few and get a team of the week this week. You can go ahead and pick a few and, and invest in him. So investing is really, really solid and it doesn't take much effort. It just takes just knowing the market or listening to someone who knows the market where that's where, again, coming into having a Patreon to, to follow and whatnot uh, comes down to it, which we've recommended again plenty of times, but there's plenty out there. But for me, flipping is just quick returns. You know, I'm flipping on four or five K profit at a time. And even if they go down, they're not going to go down to the point where I'm going to lose so much coins. So for anyone struggling, I would recommend trying to snipe Three to four thousand coins under what Footbin says, and then flipping for about five percent over what Footbin says. So that's really that's key. You want to do it over. Well, yeah. yeah, you got to go after the lazy buyers. Don't just because let's say Witzel is fifty-three thousand coins, it doesn't mean you want to sell them for fifty-two thousand coins. That just because it says that on Footbin, it doesn't mean you want to sell them for fifty-two thousand coins. You want to put them up for you know, 54, 55,000 coins and get them sold that way. Another trick is you can put a like chemistry style on them if you want. Obviously, you can sell the chem style on, on its own. But what you can do is you can put a chem style on Witzel and, and really, really jump up his price to try to sell them for 60 if you wanted.
So that's really the key is is buy low and flip a little bit higher than what Footbin says, and you'll be in the and you'll be in the green easily, easy, easy money. Mm-hmm. And that was Joey's trading corner. <laughs> okay. advice. I'll be it more. Is, than no, it is. It is because I think I do. I do think struggle and. It, I mean, it's it's essentially the same. It's it's same as tr- trading in real life with stocks and stuff like that. If you put in the time to research, and you're and you're looking at prices, foot footbin, foot whiz, foothead, all I footbin. If you look underneath, has the graphs. Those graphs uh, are very good to look at. You can see their daily cycles. I mean, players have their the players. Joey's talking about your eighty ones to eighty fours that are op and that are actually in people's teams right now. They have huge swings every day, regardless of like because of how much they're being packed and the amount of people on the game at the time and so on and so forth. There is there is huge swings in their prices. So being like just get, taking the time to study them and understand the price means you can then decide what you're going to flip them for, what you're going to buy them at and sell them at and all that stuff. So I mean, it, it is just it is doing your own research. I think that's actually what the best thing about learning from these patrons and so on. Actually, learning from them is 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 very good because. If you, they're going to give you players that are not obvious, but they're going to give you players that are definitely going to have these huge swings. But there are a ton of players that they're not. There's not really they're bothering their time with that you can make these profits off. Oh, of. absolutely, yeah. You there's there's so many different players. I just stuck to two because it was working so well. But dude, there's I mean a plethora of players that you can go and and pick and just honestly you can use one player and be completely fine. Once you find one that keeps getting put up and being undercut. You can stick to that guy for the next 30 minutes to 45 minutes, and I guarantee you'll be able to snipe at least 15 to 20 of them. And that'll be more than 40,000 coins just, just in, well, in one player. You need the coins for, for the player yeah. you know, for, to buy loads of them to start with. But you, if you, even if you just do it one, you make 5K coins profit, and it just multiplies over time. You've got to yeah. start at some point, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You do. I mean, if you only have like 100,000 coins, you still can pull it off with... with for example, Vidal, you know, his going rate is 9,500, but guarantee you'll probably be able to snipe a few of them between six to 7,000 coins and flip them. Um, so there are a lot of cheaper options for you guys to to snipe if you want to. And and you can, again, go on Footbin and and, and look through a bunch of, of meta golds that are on the cheaper end and try to try to snipe those. I did dabble into icon flipping, to be honest with you. I, I never have done done that before. But what I've noticed is for icon flipping, for people with a lot more coins that don't want to spend the time just sniping, you got to go on Footbin and you got to see how their prices again fluctuates. And my recommendation is buy during the early, early mornings of UK time. So obviously Rob and I are in the US, so we have the advantage of being on the market while the majority of people are you know they're sleeping for the most part unless you're a pro like tex who's playing you know 300 rivals games who's probably staying up throughout the mornings but um you know we have we have the advantage of being able to trade while the majority of people are sleeping and you'll be able to get an icon for sometimes 40 to fifty thousand coins less than what his going rate would be so um i i dabbled into it and i was able to make about forty-five thousand coins on socrates uh the is that how you pronounce his name the brazilian uh yeah, cam yeah, yeah so or is it's i think some people say socrates but whatever so i was able to uh buy him for about six hundred ninety thousand coins and then i flipped him for about seven hundred and seventy thousand, and then after tax i think it was about forty five thousand coins profit again 
a lot less of a time investment, but it's riskier. It's not as risky at this point in time of the year because at the same time, I could probably just break even. I can just do the math, see what the 5% would be and break even. But you do have to pay attention to what people are buying and what they want for their teams. So don't go out there and try to buy gigs and, and resell them because not a lot of people are going after gigs. You have to go after the the more of the wanted icons. Yeah. Well, one thing you could do as well if your budget is low is just go for SBC cards. Like uh, one I can think of at the top of my head, for example, is Kieran Gibbs. Um, he goes for about, I don't want to lie to you, I think about two and a half K. He's a non-rare gold. I bet you you could get him for... You're going to have to be a good sniper, to be fair, but you'll get a few for quite cheap. Um, I'm, I'm going to have a look right now. Kieran Gibbs. Yeah, he's about 2.5k. I'm pretty positive you could snipe him for... You know, even if it's just 2k and you're making a couple hundred coins, there's so oh, many of him that, that are going to pop up. You, you could just snipe away. I mean, that's a bad example right now. See, there's one for 2k. And I didn't get that. Oh, I actually did get that, uh, even though I do have potato thumbs. I yeah, so you're sniping now. Uh, yeah, so now. you can. it's definitely doable. Yeah, and now I'm listing him up for two and a half. He's most likely going to sell. That's, you know, even if it's just 300 coins profit or something, it is profit at the end of the day. And it is a process, to be fair. But you have to start somewhere. Yep, absolutely. And you can always hold on to them for and wait for SBCs to come around. Um, I know a lot of people were were trying to buy some of the Juventus players really, really cheap or the Inter players really, really cheap for the um, marquee matchups, UCL marquee matchups. That's a really, really good way to trade. So again, there's a lot of different ways you can trade and don't feel uh, don't feel overwhelmed by trading, if, especially if you're struggling to make coins. Definitely go out there and learn how to trade rather than than putting yourself at a disadvantage and feeling like you have to spend FIFA points or whatever to try to catch up. Um, like, like I said, I made 800,000 coins in about six, seven days of trading for about 30 minutes to an hour a day, uh, sometimes a little bit more at night, but I would just flip on a stream and just start sniping and watch, you know, watch a stream while striping. So definitely look into trading guys and uh, don't, don't give up on it, especially you just have to be patient. Don't, don't give up on it if it doesn't work out the very first time or if a card doesn't sell, don't be like, oh, this doesn't work. Keep relisting. I promise you cards will sell if you if you buy cheap and sell higher. Yep, pretty much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> trading. No, it, 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 I, I don't know what to add to that, honestly. It's just it was as good. And it's, that's as much as like the general trading advice that you could ever need right there and how, how to get started if you are new to trading or if you just haven't done in the past because you think it's too much time investment. And I know like a lot of us, like if you're at work all day, you want to come home, you just want to play the game. Like you're not sitting there trying to invest in, in spending like an hour of your time um, flipping for little profit. So if you do learn the market, you can, you can really maximize that hour of time. Maybe you have a day to trade. Um, so yeah, that was, that was some good advice there. Uh, and yeah, so we'll see. We've had a few updates, patches, haven't done. I mean, I don't think they've really changed the game crazy, but uh, well, as we know, uh, the few, uh, well, early, some of these early patches also, haven't even been related to feedback on the game since it came out. A lot of it has been related on what they talked about at, um, was it EA, not EA Play, the, whenever they were in Amsterdam, and then also the pros coming to Vancouver to play. So that's those patches are more related onto that feedback. So there's we know there's going to be a ton more patches coming out as well. So I don't know if gameplay's changed crazy amount, obviously, with between drafts and rivals it has. But um, Mentioning the patch again, um, something that we didn't really mention, I think, is the nerf of second man contain or second man press oh that's right yeah, and yeah, uh, the regular contain i've 
can't really judge on the regular contain because I don't know if I've come up against it since the patch. But I was using second man press quite heavily myself. And boy, it's worse right now. It is nerfed, honestly. I can feel the difference. It's much harder. Second man press is a lot weaker. And I think that is a good thing as well because that helps trying to make drop pack a little less effective. It does make defending a little harder and a little more manual again, which uh, I'm not opposed to. I got used to it pretty quickly in my defences in terms of the goals I'm conceding pretty much back to where it was. But second man press definitely did get worse from, from my personal experience. Uh, so that's a good thing in my opinion. I don't mm -hmm. know about you guys. Actually being able to see what, what's changed in a patch is always a good thing. I, can, I can feel it because when I press second man press, the players don't sprint anymore. They're, they're way slower, way less reactive. Um, so yeah, you, you're going to have to do more yourself. It is harder to defend again. Um, but yeah, I, I like it honestly because it helps you in attackers if your opponent can't do it all that much in it. So I think that's a good change and one that I can really feel as well. So I think that was successful in the patch. Yeah, and as we said, there's going to be more patches. Hopefully, as we talk, try to fix some of this dropback stuff and maybe find a way to make it better. So through through some better patches and so on. So yeah, let us know on Twitter if you are trading, um, how it's been going, if you've taken any tips or advice, or if you have joined either Patreon or Discord, or just like even talking with other people. It's always good to bounce ideas off of them and seeing what they're buying and selling and seeing how that's going. Uh, so let us know on Twitter if you've if you've done any of that. Let Also let us know on Twitter what your record is this weekend league. Obviously this, this will be coming out right as it starts. So if you're listening to this while playing, I know a lot of people do that. Something I like to do, music, music or podcasts I'll listen to while playing FIFA. So if you are someone who does that, let us know how your record's going. And maybe while listening to us, you get a better record than when not listening to us. So that would be fun to see. <laughs> uh, so yeah, always let us know. Follow us on Twitter. Links will be down in the description below underneath the podcast or whatever service you use to listen to us. Um, we appreciate you for listening. And we will see you next time. See you.